Hello, welcome to more of the Richard Herring podcast feed, powered by Acast Plus. Uh, hope you're enjoying all these tour podcasts. There is still a chance to catch some, though they're selling out very fast. Uh, we, in fact, Sheffield on the 7th of March sold out. Uh, but check the theatre website for returns. Uh, Monday, the 11th of March, Adam Buxton and Lemsis A in the Leicester Square Theatre sold out. But you can get tickets for the Warwick Arts Centre, where I'm talking to Lindsay Santoro and the Exploding Heads internet phenomenon, and at Bedford on the 21st, where I'm talking to Olaf Falafel and my old friend Al Murray. I'm at Glasgow uh, on the 27th of March, sold out, Susie McCabe and Fred McCauley, and then at Hull on the 28th of March with Tommy Cannon and Bob Morton. Uh, there are three tickets left as I talk to you so get there quick if you want to come and see that also this richardherring.com slash come and see me on tour doing stand-up for the first time in six years richardherring.com slash ballback coming lots of places around England and some places in Scotland uh, and that's about it for the moment all right sit back relax and enjoy rahalastapa Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good day, my homies. It's me, Richard Herring from off of Rahalastapa, welcoming you to another Rahalastapa. Hope you're going to enjoy it. This week, it's with John Cairns, who I have to tell you is one of my absolute favourite guests of all time. Uh, this one made me laugh so much. There's there's some magic between me and this guy. He did one of the Edinburgh shows where I just took the piss, uh, and that continued into this episode, but he's a genius, and I... I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this one, so please do watch or listen. Uh, if you are unsure of who John Cairns is, again, you're an idiot. Why don't you know who these guests are? Why are you telling people you don't know? You just look foolish. He's good, anyway, if you don't know who he is. Uh, please come and see the shows live. We're not doing a massive tour as yet this year, though I'm sure there'll be lots more dates added. We're coming to London. Still tickets available in March and April on Mondays. And we're coming to Birmingham on March 28th, which is selling very fast. Thank you again. I can't believe how many people come and see me at this Birmingham Podcast Festival. It's so lovely. 3 p.m. on the 28th of March. Norwich, two shows sold out already, even though it's in April. Come on. You've got to get booking ahead. Just be sure, my friends. Uh, uh, do spread the word about the podcast if you uh, enjoy them. That is as good as contributing monetary value to us. Actually, it's not as good, but it's a, do do both. But just tweet, retweet. Just speak to people with your mouth and your face uh, next to their Not right that close. That would be too close. Just if you see them, go, watch, listen to it. And they'll go, who are you? Why are you in my house? And you go, that's nearly that, you nearly that joke off someone else. And they'll go, yeah, I have. Anyway, I'm not drunk. Uh, 
I'm not drunk. I haven't had a drink uh, since uh, Jan, December 2018, except for one beer that I drank accidentally. I think it was an alcoholic beer. So I've had one drink in December 2019. That's the last time I drink. I could still be drunk from that one. This isn't going out, is it? All right, sit back, relax, and enjoy <laughs> one of my favourite ever Hellestoppers with John Ken. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Winchester Theatre Royal. It's, we're back again. It's lovely, isn't it? And um, please welcome a man who is sick and tired of dealing with all the rubbish his daughter is bringing home. It's Richard Herring! You're much better than last week's audience. They were cunts, a lot of them. What a load of cunts they were. So, welcome. Believe me, I'm very prepared for this bit. Welcome to Richard Herring's levitating saucepan trampoline podcast. I've made a trampoline out of saucepans. It just hovers slightly above the ground. Every week I'll get a different celebrity to come on. See, they can jump on the saucepans. It's a very thought out. I mean, to be honest, that's better than many of the ones that I've just... Better than the one about leprosy, isn't it? So, um, I thought hard, long and hard about that. Uh, but I was hanging out at uh, Buttercross just before... Just before the show, I was trying to dismantle it and take it to Cranberry Park, but um, people don't know their own history in this town. And uh, but all the locals got together; they forced me to leave it where it was. I had to buy, make a replica. <laughs> Not been on Wikipedia looking up Winchester today, kids. No, I have. Anyway, the people who stopped me—they call it Rallastapur. Just there, isn't it? Just in the t- butter. I was disappointed by the lack of butter. Um, false advertising uh, but uh, it is lovely back in Winchester we did talk about Winchester a lot last week you saw you missed it if you were here uh, and uh, if you went um, I want to talk to you about my daughter's just started uh, primary school she's in year one I think that it's called now I don't understand these newfangled ways of describing years uh, but uh, every day right she brings back uh, come on great get her at school and she's ha- holding on some fucking milk bottle with some tape around it that's what she got this she said, I made you a present, Daddy. I made you a present. I made you a present. I made Mummy a present. I came out. She had a milk bottle with just black brown tape wrapped around it. That was a present for me. <laughs> and she had a ketchup bottle with brown. That was for her mum. And she said, there were bottles that we could break. They weren't. They're made of plastic. And then you stick them back together again with the tape. Not, you have to imagine you've broken them. That's not a present, is it? And she had just had a cardboard tube that she hadn't even done anything to that we had to hold on to. I just think this teacher's got in some kind of racket where he's getting rid of lo- loads of rubbish, isn't he? He's just got, how do I get, got loads of recycling, I don't want to be bothered to do it myself. There's 26 kids in this class, if they're all getting three bits a day, it's like 78 bits a day, it's like, like over 400 bits of rubbish. He's, he's probably, it's better than fly tipping, it's legal, isn't it? He's making, I saw him counting 50 quid notes at the end of the week. I resent it. There's shit. The thing is, I wouldn't mind if it's good. It's just shit, and I can't throw it away. She go, "Where's my milk bottle with tape around it? That was a present. The worst fucking shit I've ever seen." 
My son's pretending to be a cat all the time. It's nuts. What's wrong with him? Anyway, so I'm annoyed about that. Um, anyway, we are go- we're very lucky this week. We've got a fantastic guest. Uh, he, uh, he's probably best known for playing Peter in the Weirdos Comedy Club reproduction of the film Hook. That's why we're all here to see. Talk to him about that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's John Ken! John Ken! Welcome, come sit down. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to have you because I had you, you were on uh, one of the Edinburgh Fringe podcasts. You're on the very last Edinburgh Fringe podcast uh, of, of 2019. Yeah, I, uh, I was on the last. The very last one. Yeah, the last one is the last guest. And I'd finished my show yeah. the day before. Yeah. And uh, at one point during the interview, uh, you looked at your watch and started counting down the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is pretty offensive considering yeah. you've written books with questions <laughs> for when ask, that exact... I didn't ask you one emergency scenario. question. I didn't ask no, you one. you didn't one. ask me a single question. No. You, you said how tired you were, yeah. that you had to drive home. It's the last one. I'd finish... <laughs> I'm aware it was the last yeah. one. I'd finish my run, Yeah. and we sat there as about, I don't know, 200 people in Edinburgh. Yeah. We're like, what are these two? So, thought I'd get you back to do the same again. <laughs> <laughs> this time in Winchester. Well, I was a bit worried in the interval. You were like, yeah, I've done three this week. I'm knackered. I'm like, yeah. well, here we go. <laughs> I am really As tired. I stood there and you ran off to get your book because you'd left here, I yeah. thought, well... <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That's I... not great. When he... yeah. Where's the emergency questions? You know what? I've got to... Uh... We could put a DVD on. <laughs> I've got to drive home after this as well. So I'm not... I'm... I know. You Usually offered, I get you offered to be... A... I heard about a lift in the email and then that <laughs> turned into... I mean, the trains run to 11, John. Uh... <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, but uh, I might have to check with you, Rich, because there's a massive storm apparently coming tonight, so I'm not sure if I can get home. Genuinely, he went, well, do you know what? If you have to stay, we'll pay for that. <laughs> you'd, rather, Win- you'd rather pay for me to stay in Winchester, Winchester for a night. It's, it's expensive, man. Is it? Well, yeah, it's Winchester, fucking hell. You'll be staying in the butt across, mate. That's where I'm putting you up. <laughs> oh, even if there are trains going, <laughs> yeah. I have to stay. Yeah. Right, okay. You have to stay. You're welcome to have a look. You're welcome to have... It's me. I have what to go, part do you, do you, have what to go out my have? way. I'm, I'm in, I live in Hertfordshire, so I'd have to actually go into London to drive you home. Do you have a nice car? Uh, I've got a, um, a Charan. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite messy. I don't wash it. It's got some... I was at uh, a festival in Yorkshire before I went to Edinburgh, yeah. and the mud that splattered up the side of the car is still on it. <laughs> Get that framed. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Should we just sit here awkwardly for the rest of the hour? <laughs> well, I mean, you also opened... I mean, I heard it. Yeah. You went... Uh, did the video for the uh, people that pay for the extra content. Yeah, I should do that. It's a good one this week. <laughs> yeah. And you went... And I, I, I think I heard you correctly. Yeah. You went, OK, uh, this week I'm with... Uh, John Kearns, uh, apparently he's a stand-up comedian. (laughs) 
I said he's a, uh, he's a kind of comedian, is what I said. <laughs> so tell us about being uh, Peter in Weirdo's Comedy Club reproduction of Hook. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about, a kind of comedian. Oh, well, in 2012, yeah. a collective of uh, comedians called the Weirdos, uh, kind of like alternative uh, acts mm. that aren't paid to do comedy at the yeah. time. <laughs> at the time, um, they do. Well, they now do. Well, they do a panto every year, and all the money goes to Great Ormond Street. And. Uh, Oh, well, fucking uh, applaud him. What about me collecting the scope? You fucking nothing. <laughs> 300,000 quid. I'm like, mate, what does he make doing his... Beer? You go get watch the proper hook. No one's going to watch him. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, John, it sounds like a... a well, it sounds like a lovely, <laughs> lovely thing to do. Adam Larter, yeah. a uh, fantastic comedian, a Svengali, I'd, I'd, I'd say, of uh, London's alternative scene in the 2010s. <laughs> uh, watched Hook and bizarrely uh, wrote up the script watching yeah. it. Okay. And then we just perform that without any edits. Okay. And it's on YouTube. And it, um, <laughs> you know, I've lost some good friends to those nights. <laughs> so you were the Robin Williams character in that, was that, was that was you? Yeah. yeah. Holly Byrne was Tinkerbell. Oh, that's nice, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it was, uh, it was about, you know, 40 of us in Bethnal Green Working Men's Club, <laughs> which is... Uh, it's a, it's a fantastic venue, but like the owner, you know, even to get in the building, you don't know when that guy's going to turn up, and you got to call him, and it's like you know he's upstairs in bed, <laughs> but you're like, we're all outside, can we come in? He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll just be down in a minute, open the door. <laughs> Hour later, nothing. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know, that's what that was. It was yeah. kind, of, but they did it every year, yeah, and then um, and they started writing their own stuff. I mean, it probably breached huge... Actually, it probably didn't breach huge copyright laws because Great Ormond Street, they own the rights to Peter Pan. That's they? true, yeah. <laughs> that legal loophole. So they can they can do it. And also... Although like, they probably don't own Hook. Yeah. Is it Spielberg Hook? I mean, if he, if, he, if he came in and said, excuse me, give me that fucking money back, give me that dialysis, that dialysis Did machine. He I don't know who it was. Was he the director? It would like be a bad look for whoever owns the right to hook if they took the money off Great Ormond Street. <laughs> they raised th- £75 for Great Ormond Street doing this. They worked grand. very hard. Ten grand, not bad. Five. Ten grand. That would take me like about uh, four months of collecting buckets of these pricks. <laughs> Do you I'm, have a... Um, what are they call? They're they big in a Z. The cash machine. Oh, yeah, I Zeta. I've got it for my merchandise, but I don't have it for charity. <laughs> Why not? Because I'd have to have about ten of them dotted around. I've got some... Look at the size of these venues. <laughs> For the I cameras, run, it's a 2,000-seater. <laughs> have to rush around. I, I did talk... Scope decided uh, a, uh, a text number would be better. I wasn't sure. And to be fair, so far I've been vindicated. 
Because all it means is people go, oh, yeah, I'll do, the, I'll do the text and then not do anything. So you, they can uh, get out of everything. Would you accept, uh, like, a CBE? Um, I don't know. It came up, actually. Actually, because of the stuff. What does that the, mean? The, um, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Were you... Because uh, oh, they don't offer it. They, no, no. They, they, because the, the rejection... They have to offer it. To, they have to know that there's a chance the person who's going to get it would want to have it. So there was a point <laughs> where... I don't know what you're my, talking about. They, they have to... They can't offer... They, they, do, they try to fight... Because if the person's going to turn it down, they don't want to offer it to the person who's going to turn it down. So it was for something else, from uh, some other charity work I do. <laughs> But I mean, we might have to cut this out. <laughs> but my wife was going, you wouldn't want a CB or anything if they, that came up, would you? And I went, oh, no, no, no I wouldn't, wouldn't want it. And then about two months later, she said, you know, when I was asking you about that, it's because your friend uh, works for the government and he was going to suggest that because of the, re- the refuge thing I do with the International Women's Day. And I went, oh. <laughs> Didn't know there was going to be a real one. So I was just being cool. Just pretend to be cool. Cut the fucking one one. St- Stuart does a lot of charity night. He does. <laughs> be, you know, if you got a CBE, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So uh, no, I would definitely turn it down if that if that <laughs> if that was just edit those bits together. I'll just reference it throughout. The, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it'd be weird. A few people, you know. I'm not, I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for... Um... <laughs> don't know why I'm doing it. It's a real fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> what, the, uh, the buckets? Or the buckets, the... I've got to put the, the programmes on the seats. Got to go to the bank. I used to have to count all the money up and put it in little bags and then put it into the bank. It took a long time. Now they've got a machine, you can just tip it into the machine. It's a bit easier. I mean... All I wanted, really, was a free parking thing for the car. <laughs> Do you get that? No, they wouldn't give me a fucker. It's 300, 300 grand. If you, earn, if you earn over 100 grand, you should get, like, you, a little stuff there, yeah. You should, or something. You get something back, shouldn't you? You get nothing for nothing. it. They did me a picture once. Hang on, where'd you get the buckets? <laughs> they, give you buckets. Yeah, they, give me, they give me new buckets every time as well so I've got a lot of buckets <laughs> <laughs> have you got them all at home they break what they break they break yeah. why oh the money yeah. the money going in the man <laughs> <laughs> oh this is unusable so um Well done for the raising that money. Uh, so, would you have a CBE if they offered you a CBE for doing pretending to be Robin Williams? A bit sick, if you ask me now, in hindsight. <laughs> He's dead now. How can you do that before he died? Was he dead then? He was, in 2012, he, he wasn't, wasn't dead then. He wasn't dead then, but he died in the future. He should have looked ahead. <laughs> so, your rule is you can't perform anyone who might die. Yeah. If they die in a tragic way. <laughs> but you can't use this bit either. No, really. let's, start <laughs> let's start again.
let's start again. Um, this is what really happened, the Richard E. Grant interview. So it's... Um... You weren't allowed to uh, release... I wasn't allowed to release Richard E. Grant, name. No. <laughs> They're like the, the, the Lost Scrolls. Of... They are. Very <laughs> they are. <laughs> and Ricky Wilson, I wasn't allowed to... Well, I decided not to release Ricky Wilson, to be fair. <laughs> Really? You yeah. took that? You took I that? I took that because uh, a lot of people would have been very happy with what we got that night. I was brilliant. <laughs> I was genuinely was brilliant. I know someone who has a recording of that. Do you? Yeah. There you go. I'm brilliant. I don't know. Have you listened to it? But it's the best one. <laughs> 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 have you really been going 15 years? Now, what? This podcast? Yes. 12. Well, no, podcast 12. This podcast about 7 or 8 years. Bugger me. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> tonight, it feels like that just tonight so far. <laughs> and yet, when, we, when people look at the time code, why is this podcast only one minute long so far? It's just been seeming in hysteria. For... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can go out. It's fine. It can go out, can't it? I'll maybe take the bit about Robin Williams out. I don't think there was nothing, there was nothing nah, was wrong just, with that. It was just rubbish. Uh, so, is there another series? I loved him. I absolutely loved uh, him. Oh, yeah, of course. Huh? Of course. Of course you loved him. He was great. Oh, a bit mawkish, though. I mean, not, and that's not a pun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was, though, wasn't he? I don't, I don't, like, there's certain comic comedians who become actors and then t- start taking themselves a bit too seriously, and the face that Rob Williams pulls when he's been too serious in comedy films is one of my worst things. Like what bit? <laughs> oh, that bit. <laughs> like all of his last ten films all the way through. Um, but, yeah, it's very sad when he uh, died. He played Wimbledon Theatre. Did he? Yeah, he did the Prince's Trust gigs. Right. And he did Wimbledon Theatre. And I grew up in South London. Yeah. And I think it was like in 2005, maybe? Yeah. It just blew my mind that you know, Robin Williams <laughs> was performing in Wimbledon. Yeah. He, he, he did some gigs in, um, where was it? Down in... Uh, oh, he did Math Brown's Math gig. Math Brown's gig. Where's that? That's in Twickenham or somewhere like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Adam Lauter, who I mentioned, was there. Just because right. he went to Kingston Uni. Right. And they went to... Uh, he just turned up and Matt's did a gig. gig yeah. yeah, it was Al Murray. Yeah. Um, oh, Al would have been annoyed about that. <laughs> well, Al likes being the centre of attention. Fucking Robin Williams turns up. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be his. <laughs> yeah, it's quite that's going to be his worst it? night ever, isn't it? <laughs> well, so uh, who was who else was on? Um, uh, oh God, he was in Gladiator. Right. He belly danced. Russell Crowe. Ahmed Jalili? Yeah. Yeah. Oliver Reed? Oh, sorry, I'd got it. Imagine, what, imagine, but imagine watching Al Murray and Ahmed Jalili and then, then Robin Williams comes yeah. on the headlines. Amazing. Yeah. Well, got a little bit of a surprise for you right now, John. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that. Imagine if, uh, like, A, me and Robin Williams what, collude, five years ago, colluded. <laughs> We'd faked, faked his own death so that I go, what I'll do? I'll get John Kemp's all the way down to Winchester. I mean, you've got to keep it in now because it's gone on so long. <laughs> Look, we really won't end up with anything. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, John cares down the wind just to say, yeah, can we on the show, John? Oh, <laughs> oh, just the last minute. I'll get him Rob, to do, uh, I won't get him to do the Leicester Square World. Winchester, let's, let's get him down Winchester. <laughs> Imagine how nuts the crowd would go if Robin Williams came on now. <laughs> they'd be, they'd be like, oh, they'd he's, be, coming they'd up. he's coming from the back, surely. They'd be, they'd be angry with him for a second. <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, yeah, hang on. If he comes on, I'm looking at you first. <laughs> I can't believe it. I then feel maybe some of you are in on it as well. <laughs> what does, what's he do? Yeah. <laughs> what does he do? <laughs> Just... Where's he been? He's got so many. <laughs> well, we would discuss that. We'd He's just... got so many. We'd have you sit. We'd bring another chair on. You'd still be sitting there, but really, the I'm conversation would be. <laughs> We'd have to. You'd have to. Have... There's only one mic. You'd have to have the mic, so you couldn't even chip him with a question. Well, so I'm just saying, what you do too. And we still have to bill it as John Cairns on the. Right. Oh, you don't mention this. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So the people at home could get the fun of it as well. And we'd have to so, swear so, everyone to secrecy until March next year when this comes out. March? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Fuck me. I might be February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where's he now then? Because we're recording this in October. <laughs> yeah. So does he have to wait till it's released? <laughs> so all, all this audience got to be like, what are you doing? Do you tell them to be quiet about yeah, that? yeah. Right, you didn't see that. <laughs> That's my plan. Oh, well, you you really... write a blog every day. You're not mentioning it? Okay. Just, you don't make five months every <laughs> yeah. day writing about what happened in your day. You don't mention it. I don't. There we go. So <laughs> where is he? He's been hiding out. We had a plan. No, between now, you. the day we're recorded, yeah. and the day it's released, yeah, we'll, what's we'll, he up to? We'll just leave him. He'll be back, back in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, yeah. In, he's in the Winchester. He's yeah. in the dressing room in Winchester. Yeah. For five months. Yeah. No, he's already been hiding out for four years or something, hasn't he? So it's not. In, anyway. in the dressing room. Well, in Winchester. He's waited four years <laughs> in Winchester for me to turn up. You didn't even know you were touring this four years I ago. I didn't really know you four years old. I did, but not. No. Couldn't, couldn't have predicted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's start again. So, um. <laughs> is there another series of top coppers coming out? Is that a joke? <laughs> That's four years ago. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> I know it's a joke. They don't. They haven't even heard of it. Fuck me. Is there another series of top coppers coming out? Wow. No, there isn't. (laughs) Fuck me. Is there there another series of Fist of Fun coming out? No, you know what? <laughs> that, uh. It was great. It was good. I was watching it. It was really today. good, man. It was a good sitcom. But it, um. It was right when BBC Three. Uh. Huh? <laughs> 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 Nothing. <laughs> I'm just still laughing at me asking if there's another series. You're still laughing at <laughs> uh. You're still laughing at your own question. 
Oh, man. But yeah, BBC Three shut... The channel shut down. Yeah, that wasn't and good. And then they're like... They tried to flog it to another BBC channel. They don't want it. No. And then I, we just got an email. I remember we got an email the first Monday of the new year from the producer going, we haven't had a no, but it's just, it's just best everyone gets on with their lives. <laughs> so it never got cancelled. No. Never got a no. Yeah. Just, it just, it, it happened. And because it was only one series, it doesn't even get a... If something's one series, it doesn't even get a release on a DVD or anything. Mm. So the only way you can watch it is on the director's uh, website. <laughs> As a showreel. The same thing happened to this morning, Rich, not Judy. They never, we never, we haven't heard yet. There's another series of that. <laughs> All that happened was when I went to Edinburgh that summer, I was going to meet um, uh, Steve Coogan to talk about something. He, was, he liked a script I'd sent. We was gonna, nothing came of it, but we were going to write something together. We were at a party, and uh, Steve Coogan said, Oh, have you met Jane Root, who was the controller of Radio, BBC Two at the time, whose decision it was whether they get a new series? And she didn't say anything to me, she just turned her back on me. Didn't say, didn't say hello or anything. She said, oh, have you met Richard Herring? This is Jane Root. Turned her back. I thought we're probably not getting another series. <laughs> that was the moment I thought that's probably, the, that's probably definitely not another series. But you never know, it might come back. <laughs> <laughs> when did that finish? Uh, 1999. <laughs> 20 years. 20 years ago. Was that, what channel was that on? BBC Two, proper BBC Two. Not BBC Three. BBC Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20 I years. Mean, yeah, I mean... I... 20 years ago, that was. Ahishar wasn't even born then. <laughs> it was good Top Coppers, though, so it was like... It was a bit like... Do you know we did a... We did a like a um, in, I don't we, believe you've watched it. I did, I watched a bit of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, ginger hair and beard. Uh, that was part of the joke. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Copperhead, two coffers, uh, they were called uh, was Mitch Rust. Rust and Mahogany. Mahogany yeah. yeah, there you go, see. <laughs> Couldn't just have got that off Wikipedia, could I? <laughs> when we were, uh, did, when we did, <laughs> when we did Fist of Fun, yeah. we had a thing like we made up uh, sitcoms, and my favourite one was called Bent Coppers in which Ian Bent and Simon Bent are two coppers. I don't uh, think one of just... whom's crooked and one of whom's homosexual. <laughs> and they I was both, waiting for it. And they both got curvature of the spine. <laughs> and, and they're made of copper. <laughs> they're robots from the future. They're robots? That? Yeah, they're robots. They're robots, mate. He's a gay robot. They're, one of them's a gay robot with curvature of the spine. The other's a crooked robot policeman with the curvature of the spine. Um, was that an influence on uh, top top <laughs> That where you got the idea from? I didn't write it. I know you didn't. Yeah, I've I did, seen I it on Wikipedia. It. I mean, I haven't seen it on Wikipedia. The robots are made out of copper. Yeah. Uh, and they, do they live in a world where everyone is also a robot? No. I don't know, we didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> oh, it wasn't a... You didn't film a little... We didn't film a no, we just did it. Well, you just looked it. down the camera and said that. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart went, and now Richard pitches six. 
Yeah, more or less, I think, yeah. What were the others? <laughs> um, Eye on the Ball. Eye on the Ball. Uh, Adam I, the guy who did the video game reviews for Live and Kicking. <laughs> Lives on Zoe Ball, I guess that was. They're usually involved. Bird in the Hand, Ian Bird is the oh. manager of the Bird pub. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> that kind of thing. Is this on YouTube? I, go, it's, um, I don't know if we did it. Did we do it like on... The, did we do it in the show? I think we did. It was in the book. Uh, anyway, look, let's not talk... This isn't about me. No, it was a good... <laughs> this, this show is not about me and the fact that I've turned down many honours from the Queen. This show is about yeah, you. Yeah, you're not... Actually, you're not allowed near the Queen. <laughs> the stuff that you... Well, edit out. Yeah, it's true. You're not allowed anywhere near Buckingham Palace. Well, it's not as bad as the stuff Prince Andrew's done, is it? <laughs> so it's... That's, she lets him in, I've got to be allowed in. Oh, I've no. just said stuff, he's like... <laughs> yeah, you have said a lot. I've said stuff, but that's but not as bad as doing stuff, is it? That's the, that's the, the, yeah. the comedian's conundrum, isn't it? If, if you say something, is that as bad as doing the thing? No, it is not. No. It isn't. That's so, in a way, Prince Andrew is worse than me. <laughs> in many ways. Um, I can't tell you things he's done. But if you, uh, you can watch it in the behind-the-scenes bits. We, we... <laughs> oh, are you ever mistaken for the World War II hero, John Kent, who died at age 95 with no family, but 200 people came to his funeral? <laughs> you have been mistaken So I'm not allowed to play someone who might die, <laughs> yeah. but I can play someone after they've died. No, I just wonder if anyone's ever gone, John Kent, aren't you that 95-year-old RAF hero who died and no one was going to come to his funeral, but then loads of people came? Is that, has that ever happened to you, that misunderstanding? It's got the same name as you, it's called John Kent. 95? Yeah. No, that's, what, no, one, no one knew who he was? Well, he didn't have any family, so then all the service... It's a beautiful story. I'm surprised you didn't know. He's got your name. Right. Didn't you not hear about it when you were Googling yourself? <laughs> what, have you thought about what you'd want played at your funeral? Um, I haven't really. I don't really care about... I, I mean, I'm, how, I'm... How, long's, how long's the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I... Lord of the Dance <laughs> City. Play that. Play that. Could subject people to that. Um... <laughs> Just ten screens <laughs> showing different shows all at the same time. You pick your own, you pick headphones of what you want to hear. I don't really, I'm not bothered about my funeral. I, I kind of, I'd quite like to just be tr- thrown in the skip. <laughs> skip. Yeah, I don't, yeah, just like, don't, don't go. It's a lot of expense. When I, my grandma, who was 102, I bought her a coffin. I thought it'd be a nice thing to do. Uh, and uh, just as a, you know, it's 500 quid, it was shit. I can't think, and, and, I, went, and I said to the. Is she did? Yeah. <laughs> I said, what happens to the uh, coffin? She's got, got cremated, so I said, what happens to the coffin? My coffin after the. Uh... <laughs> You're walking around the crematorium! Yeah. Where's happens? my coffin? <laughs> what, happens? what happens to the coffin after the thing? And he said, oh, we gets burnt up. Okay, well, we don't have to burn that up. Well, it's a good coffin. I could... So, right, what you want to do is yeah. for everyone to watch her being taken out of the coffin. <laughs> you then get the coffin. You're yeah. really happy with that. We all wait for you to put it on top of the car. 
she's still there. Yeah. And then you just watch her go into the flames. <laughs> but you've got your coffin. You could reuse the coffin. You, you could die it. in that coffin. Yeah. Well, like, she's smaller than me, but, you know, I, you could rent it out to other similarly sized dead old ladies. So, like, I would just rent out for 50 quid a go. Rent, yeah. <laughs> rent out the coffin. Yeah. <laughs> so you park up outside. Yeah. You wait for, like, this poor nephew, because everyone else is too upset. The nephew's like, I kind of knew her. Like, he, he drags out the coffin. You strap it on, like, surfboards. It's a business idea, isn't it? To take the dragon's So, hang on. In this podcast, you've told Robin Williams to <laughs> be dead for five years. You're hiring out coffins. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was it like a... It was the lining, like, you know... It was no. nice. It was a nice coffin. There's no need to chuck it out. They said it's health and safety. I go, it's not... Health and safety. Health and safety. It's not health and safety. <laughs> <laughs> they might catch something. <laughs> so I just think it's Why a waste... Quit? I, didn't I know think it's a waste of money. They're, they're expensive. That was oh, cheap. Yeah. I didn't go for one of the posh ones. Fuck that. Posh. I didn't go for a posh. That was like the second. I didn't go for the cheapest one. I'm not. It's like if you're getting wine at the restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> you don't go for the cheapest one. But you go. For the, you think oh, you pretend to think. Oh, okay, that one's nice. And you look cool because you haven't gone for the cheap one, but saved a bit of money, haven't you? <laughs> but I miss her every day. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So, um, let's try another question. 
What I was going to ask you last time, because your character, right, uh, that you do in stand-up, let's talk about it. Let's talk seriously. It's been fun to mess around, but the, po- the podcast starts here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to look really professional. I'm going to take out all the bits where I'm look, not looking professional. It's everything up to now. And then it's just going to look really professional when it comes out. Um, so, John, you, uh, so you got an award-winning, double award-winning uh, stand-up persona. You won the Best Newcomer, and then the next year, in an unheard of... It's good, isn't it? It's good when I'm being serious. <laughs> in an unheard of... Uh, you won the Best Comedian as well in Edinburgh. No one's ever done that, apart from you. Where'd you get your crazy ideas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew it was gone, but I knew that. Was gone. <laughs> uh, well, I, well, I Jen, what I wanted to ask you—I like, don't think you've said me do a show. The, I have you. I've been, I was on with you in that little club in—I uh, might have left yeah, when you came yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, that pub. I saw you. You got like a wig, teeth stuff, and it go. Come on, go. Oh, hello, it's me. <laughs> That's it. Pretty much it. Um, <laughs> What I was going to ask you in Edinburgh, I couldn't think of because I was tired, and I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little giddy now, but I'm fine. Oh no! Look, I couldn't think of a good. Time. Fucking hell! <laughs> my phone. My, what did that my watch, watch say? My watch said I didn't understand. I couldn't think of a good time. <laughs> it's a watch, and it can't think of a good time. That's fucking. <laughs> just, 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 just tell the actual time, you, you fucking you piece of shit. Ask at the time. I know it's. It's taken over. <laughs> Five to ten. So, um, if you're interested, um, the, the, what I'm interested in is when you. And I find this with a, a lot of people who do something a bit left field, right? And, and it's a taking a chance. You were doing stand up. I've seen you do stand up 2008 Chortle Awards. It's up oh. on the Chortle. It's up on Chortle if people want to watch it. Yeah. So you're doing uh, doing more traditional stand up. Yeah. What. What is the process when you make the decision, I'm going to do something, I'm going to dress up, I'm going to make a character, and how are you feeling when you're taking that to an audience for the first time? Or did it kind of grow organically out of something else? Uh, It's a proper question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did did stand up at uni, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I just carried on doing it whilst I had uh, jobs in London. I did some showcases in Edinburgh, like uh, something called the Lunchtime Club with people like Susie Ruffle, and um, then I did Pleasants Reserves, where the Pleasants up in Edinburgh pick four up-and-comers, and I was one of them. And I was doing, I don't know, straight stand-up. Um, but I, I'd been going for about five years, and uh, I hadn't been paid <laughs> for a kick. <laughs> and uh, I was bored. I I, I I don't know, I just couldn't... Um... It was kind of... It felt a bit like a last roll of the dice a little bit, yeah. where I kind of wanted to do something that made me uh, laugh. Like, I did it for myself. So, weirdly, I think the idea for Hook was we did a uh, fundraiser three months previous, and it was based on Robin Williams' films, and I acted as uh, Mrs. Doubtfire... <laughs> 
and I had to come on wearing a wig and false teeth. And the teeth weren't in properly, they kept flying out. And I hadn't enjoyed myself on stage like that for years. And so I thought, well, is there something I can do here with uh, my own persona? Um, and I guess without, you know, sounding too wanky... Uh, too late for that. I... <laughs> kind of you know i i i um i i uh i felt funny yeah and i uh i don't know i just uh it's what i wanted to do i was doing it for me and so but you were you doing this in like regular comedy clubs or were you doing it in the kind of were you doing it in clubs where you were allowed to well i just did the clubs where you know like acms and weirdos in london uh I, i worked at the houses of parliament for four years as a tour guide and so what I, that was full-time. I worked in the education department, all that kind of stuff. And then in the evenings, I just did the London Open Mics. And I only started doing that in November. And then when I won the Newcomer Award, I won some money, which allowed me to quit my job. And then the next year, I won the main award. So uh, that was it. Double bubble, wasn't it? It's a good, good prize money, wasn't it? Uh, For the Edinburgh Awards. Yeah, five grand and yeah, ten grand, yeah. Pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's good. It means you can give up your job. Well, yeah, um, but so, you know, the, but the thing is, like, I think, I don't think people, most of the people that talk about, uh, say, the Edinburgh Award uh, either never get nominated or they might get nominated but don't win it. Rarely uh, someone who wins it will say it's a good thing. But for me, Literally getting that five grand check from uh, Emma, who works at the awards. She, you know, in the November, she delivered it to Portcullis House where I was working. <laughs> I went out in my uniform. She handed over the award with my name on it. I had the check. It, you know, that meant I could get through. Uh, that made that that allowed me to become a, a professional comedian, which I've been for the past six years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it changed my life. So did you do that character in comedy clubs then? Because I, when I saw you, you were we were in a like more of a comedy club, but we were doing previews, I think, weren't we? In Putney? Yeah. No. We're not doing previews. You were, but I was doing a you're spot. You're just doing a spot. Yeah. But that's you're up an, an audience who might not know what they're going to get. And doing yeah, that, like, doing it that doesn't ca- go well sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's that kind you know. of decision to, you know, it's a bold move to take. And it, it often, I mean, it must often not work out, but I don't end up talking to those people. <laughs> but, you know, it, it works. It does, when people make that, when a comedian makes the decision to do the thing that they, that they think is funny, but that is different than what other people are doing, it often turns out to be, a, you know, like... Well, it's belief. It's, yeah. it's, it's taking a risk. Like, you know, I, if, if I'm honest... Some, pe- some comedians will get, you know, worlds can be created for them. Like, oh, we know where to slot you. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen with me. Everything that I create has to be, I think, created by me. I have to create the world that I then think I can fit into. Yeah. Um, and there aren't that many things on television where I can fit in. So I've done like, you know, you can be in Dictionary Corner on Countdown, which I've done a couple of times. Yeah. 
But, you know, if I'm honest, that's tough because you do your five minutes. There's usually four stand-ups there that are probably millionaires <laughs> <laughs> looking at you thinking, yeah, that looks like a hard life choice, that guy's doing. <laughs> um, but there isn't any, I don't know, like there's no, for characters or character comedians, there isn't a Saturday Night Live. No. And I don't think that's down to, uh, you know, I, if I'm honest, I don't think that's down to the talent. It's down to that there isn't a producer like Lorne Michaels. I think the problem isn't with... There's plenty of people out there doing great things. Yeah. The, the problem is with producers. Well, but the TV's changed so much. So, like, when, you know, in the 1990s, you could do a sketch show, you could do characters, you could... You know, there, was, there were outlets for that. You know, the Far Show, which uh, did better than Fist of Fun, some would argue. <laughs> does, uh, <laughs> does Paul Whitehouse sell copies of the DVD that he's printed up himself? That? I don't know. He goes fishing, yeah. So fucking. And he plays granddad. Yeah, he does. In the only for not, he's doing all right. Uh, it might not have been the best uh, person to choose, uh, but uh, but you know there was that outlet to do it, and now TV is is very much. If, pretty... if only falls and horses, the musical. If you played granddad, yeah. Who would be uh, in your? Who would be Del Boy? Um, I don't know. I would like Nicholas Lindhurst to be Rodney. <laughs> You want, <laughs> you want the right, so you <laughs> Right. So your granddad Nicholas Lindos as Rodney. He's older than me, but he would play my grandson. <laughs> I'd make him try and look young. <laughs> right. But Wow. And you Very you're doing it. There's no makeup, people. Granddad has to make Nicholas Linders looked young. I put some, mind, put some makeup on him. Just very white makeup, very thick. Uh, and like Del Mercado. Boy, Del Boy, <laughs> yeah. Del Boy uh, could be played by. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> can't, can't act. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the actual actor who played. Robin Williams. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. We'll do that. What's the name of the bloke who plays Delboy in real life? I can't think of his name. David, David Jason. Jason. There we go. That's it. That's what I, my, brain, my brain froze. It's, you know, I'm, you know who was I'm originally really good, supposed I'm really, to play really Delboy? Who? Uh, Jim Broadbent. Oh, yeah, originally. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then uh, David Jason was originally supposed to play Corporal Jones in Dad's Army. Because he was very good at playing older characters, yeah. as he did in Porridge. That's true. <laughs> Any more? <laughs> get, him uh, your, get him out of your system now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any more? What, famous pe- uh, <laughs> people? Uh, people who are meant to play the other people in the other thing. Um, <laughs> I can't leave any. Uh, 
I've got to drive home after this. So it's... Um... <laughs> hey, look, I've never... I've asked you any emergency questions in this interview yet. No. <laughs> no? Bloody hell. These people have come here. They've been here all week. They haven't seen a single emergency question. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you could have one item from any art gallery or museum in the world and take it home and own it, it's yours, but you're allowed to have one thing for free, what one item from any museum or art gallery in the world would you take home and have as yours? I've worked at, I've worked at two museums. Yeah? Uh, Did you fancy taking anything home with you? Which museums have you worked at? Uh, Natural at- History Museum. Okay. Big dinosaur. Well, that's on tour. Yeah. It's, what? <laughs> On tour, <laughs> the uh, Dippy, yeah. the Diplodocus. That's on tour. It's on tour. It's not in the main hall anymore. Okay. The Blue Whale's there now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I worked at the Science Museum. Okay. Yeah. In a replica, full-size replica of um, uh, Wallace and Gromit's house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what we. <laughs> what were you? Huh? What were you in the in the house? What well, were you yeah, doing in, in two thousand and eight. The... Yeah, the uh, intellectual property office wanted to get more people uh, interested in if they had an idea, getting the IP on it. Yeah. So they spent two million pound building a full size replica of Wallace and Gromit's house. Yeah. Because he was a he was a, an inventor. Yeah. And then the idea is that kids came in and uh, learned about intellectual property. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it just Ardman Was it Ardman suing them for building the house without getting permission? No, I remember that. I met okay. Nick Park. Okay, cool. And you know who I, I, I you know who I let him for free one day? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam I, the video reviewer from Live and Kicking. Raymond Briggs. Ooh. He came up to the desk. Yeah. And I love Raymond Briggs. Did he just an old bloke come up and say, I'm Raymond Briggs? <laughs> <laughs> and you went, oh, great, I love you. How do you know what Raymond Briggs looks like? Oh, I love him. Okay. Big fan. Yeah. Like, big fan. Okay. I traced, when I was uh, 12, yeah. I traced with a biro the entire Father Christmas book. <laughs> and then I bought a folder and like had it bound <laughs> <laughs> and then I showed my mum yeah. yeah, and she saw the first page and you know he says blooming Christmas <laughs> yeah. she said why do you have to make him swear <laughs> so I tipexed out all the bloomings in Did Raymond Briggs turn up at the thing to have a go at you about the intellectual property theft? <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone just traces my books? I wasn't selling it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No, yeah, but yeah, I let him in. He was yeah. with his grandson. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you go in. You go in. And they had the original sets. What were you doing in there? Huh? Wallace, what were well, your, no, what I got a kid. I'd speak to the kid. I'd, I'd speak to the kids. I'd About like, what? What role? Were you dressed up as Wallace? Was what? I tr- <laughs> what were you doing in Wallace and Gromit's house just as you? That's, no, that, you've got to dress up as something. You can't just be a bloke in there. 
Welcome to Wallace and Gromit's house. Where are Wallace and Gromit? Oh, they're out at the moment. Let's <laughs> <laughs> fucking dress up as Gromit. What, on all fours? Yeah. You walk around. How would I speak to him? He doesn't you speak. You just raise your eyebrows in a quizzical manner <laughs> to suggest <laughs> their questions were stupid. <laughs> e, E, I don't know. They had to come up with an idea. They had to yeah. draw an idea. Yeah. And then I'd pin it on a, uh, a kind of... Well, you, John Keynes, go, hello, I'm John Keynes. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, no character at all. What character would I be? Just something that isn't just a bloke standing in a place he shouldn't be. What do you mean, shouldn't be? I'm you shouldn't be in Wallace and <laughs> You should be in the Science Museum, but you shouldn't be allowed... It's in, in the Science Museum! They didn't the build house. a house like, in the middle of a neighbourhood. Dress up as something. Huh? Dress up as something. Well, I had to wear black trousers and a red <laughs> polo top. Okay. With their faces emblazoned. Oh, okay. And it said, Wallace and Gromit's cracking ideas. And the idea was you got kids to come up with ideas, and then you pin them on a, uh, like a, a thing that went round the whole museum, yeah. and they watched it, and it was like, yeah, those ideas are going to Wallace. Was every idea, why didn't you get Wallace and Gromit to host this thing <laughs> rather than this bloke? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bloke. Well, they had plasticine, there was the garden. Yeah. And there was green plasticine. The idea was that they could make little trees. So is that what you'd take from the science museum? What would you take from the science museum if you could have had one? There's loads of things huh? in there. What would you oh, take Oh, was that the home? question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Wallace and house. There we go. <laughs> I'd take... There's loads of great things in the science museum. Yeah. Stevenson's rocket. Yeah, I'd take that home. Drive around in that. Drive, drive around in that with your coffin. <laughs> That'd be great. How many old ladies would be shown off that way? Do you know uh, Stevenson's rocket? Yeah. <laughs> killed an MP. I do, William Huskinson. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Bloody hell, you didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got somewhere to be? He's the first, he's the first uh, casualty of. Uh, well, obviously. The... But he didn't go that fast. I know. He was just dicking around, wasn't he? <laughs> wasn't he dicking around, just showing off to some girls? Go, look at me. <laughs> I read. I read this rocket isn't that fast. It shouldn't be called a rock. Oh, fuck. That's what happened. Um, I didn't really. I read an interview with uh, Kilroy Silk. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise he was an MP. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I only knew him from the TV show. Yeah. And he said he wants to be buried at sea. Okay. He just wants to be tossed in the sea. <laughs> yeah. No good for my coffin. I can't sea? reuse that coffin. It's gone. With it. You'd be like James Cameron going down to try and get it. <laughs> Osama Bin Laden was buried at sea, wasn't he, as well? Was he? Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Robert Kilroy Silk wants to be back with him under the waves. <laughs> <laughs> Reunited. Leonardo DiCaprio was buried at sea, wasn't he? Robert Kilroy Silk. Osama Bin Laden and Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. just, you know, in a line. Reunited in death. Loads of people must have been buried at sea. Yeah. You? John Cairns, the 95-year-old veteran. Sorry. 
Bird at sea. Well, we, I reckon we got 15 minutes there. <laughs> we got a, good, got a good 15 minutes. Are you glad you came to Winchester for this? <laughs> oh, is that, is, I've had a good time. I've had a really good time. I don't think they have. <laughs> well, they don't know who I am. No. But you're funny, man. You're really funny. I'm, I'm, a, lot, I'm, a, I, uh, I'm a lot better than I, I get credit for. <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. I, I well, feel you've won like I, every award. When, I you know. go, when you've won every award, when you go up the next, it year, kills me. Yeah, what, when you, you get what, nominated, loads of people are like genius. Yeah, you win them, they're like <laughs> you fluky bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, whatever. It's hard. It's a hard game. Lots of people have won those awards, and you know that it's 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 not. You know, there's a lot. Well, of I had to host the awards. Yeah, if you win the award, you host the award, and I had to host it with. Uh, Flintoff. Really? Yeah. Right. He was doing a show in Edinburgh. Was he? Yeah, and he ended it by singing Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to host it with him. And, yeah. you know, I, I, quite, I like cricket. Yeah. In 2005, that was amazing. And I remember, you know, so I'm very excited to meet him. And he's not happy. Because he thinks he's just handing out the award. He doesn't actually think he has to say anything. Right. So I go up there with him, and I've never met him in front of, you know, about this many people, maybe, and have to host these awards with him, and he is just in a foul mood. Anyway, he just goes, doesn't even really say goodbye. And then he, does, he, did, he was doing a podcast. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to this, because he might talk about Edinburgh. Yeah. And he just starts slagging me off. He's like, he's like, well, I had to host these awards with a uh, girl, what's his name? At John's Fur Coat. Like, he, he thinks my name's my Twitter handle. Yeah. And then he starts going, yeah, apparently he won the award the year before. I've never heard of him. You know, apparently, you know, I've heard of Frank Skinner and Al Murray, but who's this guy? And he just completely, he calls me socially awkward. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. And then he took the piss out of comedians winning the award. He went, God, when I read the name out, the place went crazy. Because Sam Simmons won it that year. Mm-hmm. And he was just completely taking the piss that he was like, comedy's supposed to be, how can you measure comedy? But yeah, I, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, yeah, this is a man who got... He got invited to number 10 uh, because he won some, you know, ashes of an article in, in an urn kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty good what he did. <laughs> thing with cricket, you can measure how good you are at cricket <laughs> by, by how good you are at it. It's got, it's got like a very measure, it's incredibly measurable. <laughs> so when you're the best at cricket, you are generally the best. The best at cricket, whereas... <laughs> if if Freddie Flintoff went out in the centre just thought I'd put on a wig and put some funny teeth in so I hope, hope that works 
it is a testament <laughs> to how good my material is yeah. that I can look the way I do and still achieve, uh, you know, uh, gross yeah. 25 grand a year. Yeah, it is. Tough business comedy. Yeah, it's odd. I met uh, I met uh, Jimmy Tarbuck when I was about uh, twenty three. Did you see the picture of? Um, yeah, amazing, wasn't it? Jimmy Tarbuck, John Lennon, Peter Sissons, Peter Sissons. Yeah, in the sea. Yeah, they were six years old. Did you see that photo? All three of them together in the middle of a group of boys. That's mad. Yeah. Um, I said, learned so much about Peter Sissons yesterday. Yeah. Shot twice in the leg in Nigeria. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Uh, hosted Question Time? Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> Got in trouble for wearing a, a purple tie when he said the Queen Mum had died? Didn't know that. Is this all you've learned about him? Because this isn't so far that good. <laughs> and then there's a clip of him watching Anne Robinson. Have you seen that? No. And he's, just, he's, he's, on, the, he's on the news desk. And he doesn't know he's being filmed. Right. And he's waiting for, I think, uh, Weakest Link to finish. Right. And he's watching it and he's like, God, look at her. <laughs> Brand new tits as well. <laughs> I think he looked cool. I, I was watching all the pictures of him. He looked, he looked great. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. Well, I've got. He surpri- looked trustworthy. <laughs> what? I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> Robin Williams is like, you, you only had to do it for a day. I've been there five years. Imagine if we got them out now, and they said, well. I reckon people would be disappointed. No, everyone would be so happy. (laughs) They'd be confused. They'd be too confused to be that happy. Let's not forget, Robin Williams is sat there with the mic. (laughs) I'm like sat over here, just, you know, crying. Can't believe my luck. I see something in the wings about 20 minutes ago. I'm like, nah, can't be, can't be. You've told him whichever way I'm facing, make sure you come out the back. <laughs> Taps me on the shoulder. I probably have a heart attack, collapse. I don't think many people will be like, yeah, yeah, fair enough, let's get out of here. Your watch starts kicking off again. Oh, man. I think we're going to have to uh, wrap it up. People have got homes to go to. <sighs> well, I mean, Thursday I, live, night. I, live, I live two hours away. Yeah. <laughs> you want a lift? <laughs> We can record the podcast in your car. <laughs> and just play it over play it over the images. Just dump it over the images. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Thanks um, for having me, Rich. It's been my pleasure. What you got your tour? Might be over by the time this no, goes no, I'm out. I'm doing a bit of tour yeah. in spring when yeah, this comes cool. out. So um and yeah, the show's called uh, Double Take and Fade Away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's going through up and down the country throughout the spring when this goes out. Good. And are you going to go to the Edinburgh Fringe 2020? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll look out for you there. Um, and definitely no more top coppers, or is there any chance? <laughs> is there just a little chance, you think, still? <laughs> Could you get the guys back together again if, if there was a call? Well, no one's worked since, yeah. <laughs> We're all waiting. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause. John Kent! with me Rich Tang and my guest John Cairns thank you to Pest for playing this music thank you to everyone at the Winchester Theatre Royal it's a beautiful venue I may have said that before thank you to everyone at GoFastAndStripe.com especially my fan friend Chris Evans not that one my producer for this show was the wonderful Ed Morrish uh, I had to give him a lift home though he's not that good a producer uh, thank you also to my series producer, I'm indebted to Ben Walker, and of course our executive producer, goes without saying, uh, is Jordan, Ashley, Logan, Slavine, Dennis Wells. Um, fantastic executive producer, perfect in every regard. Um, thank you, this is a fuzzgofusterstripe.com and Sky Potato production. Head to gofusterstripe.com, you can buy lots of downloads of my shows, DVDs of my shows. My books, you get all three emergency questions books for just £20 at the moment, that's insane. Uh, you can also become a monthly badger at gofusterstrike.com slash badgers and help us make even more podcasts. We'd love you to do that, my fan friends. Goodbye. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. Don't drink the milk. No, this isn't a podcast about milk. If you like historical intrigue, a bit of culture and a sprinkling of controversy, this one's for you. I'm Rachel Stewart and I'm travelling around Europe, following the hidden history of everyday things as they're exported through time and around the world, by force, by chance or by choice. No need to pack your bags, just subscribe to Don't Drink the Milk wherever you listen to podcasts. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Thanks very much, richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for those remaining Rahalastapa dates, Rahalastapa, and richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour to find out all the tour dates for my upcoming stand-up. Would love to see you at those ones. Please book tickets if you can. All right, enjoy another podcast. Don't listen to anyone else's podcast but mine. Stay faithful, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.